Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to arisealife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Who here, you're start, you feel like you're starting to get it and you actually have hope that you may get it more? Do you know what I'm talking about? We were t- Ann and I were talking about this, that there's something about being exposed to the gospel. Usually the first reaction is, what? The second one is, huh? Then it's like, could it? And there comes a moment when you taste it. Well, maybe you see it in other people's life, but then you choose to, by faith, just tr- try it. And all of a sudden, you begin to experience it. And the difficulty with the gospel is it offends your mind. Anybody found that to be true? It offends our minds. It offends what we expect. And and we've been trained all our lives to expect bad things. (laughs) And suddenly, whoa. So I would just, we're going to continue to, as we work our way through Colossians, I would really encourage you to just say, Papa, offend my understanding, like Masha said. I, if all your understanding has brought you to a place you don't like, would it not be nice to get your understanding fixed? Yeah. All right. Oh. All right. Open it up. Colossians. All right. We're going to we're back up because it's all tied together, and we'll start in verse 21. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies where? It's all in your head. It's all in your head. Anybody here had that feeling that you ticked off God? <laughs> no, anybody had that? Oh my gosh, he's sitting there going, or maybe you grew up in a disappointment household. Do you know what I'm talking about? I am so disappointed. Just beat me, please. Just beat me. It would be better. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody know? God has never looked at you with shock. Okay, is it possible for you to shock the almighty, omniscient God? <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't know you were capable of that. <laughs> I have tried. It doesn't work. <laughs> he, and so it, this is enemies in your minds. Why? Because of your evil behavior. Anybody here did this? Well, I figured out as a child that, and I've said this before, that my parents didn't have time for my mess, so I just kept it from them. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's called sneaky. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's okay. I'll handle this for myself. It's all good. I know you don't want to give me that cookie, so I'll just help myself. And then you don't have to hear me whine. Um, And, uh, you know, and then I found that I hid and hid and hid and hid and hid. Anybody had the pile of hid fall on you? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Where the shame is overwhelming. And there, you develop this world where the inside person and the outside person have nothing to do with each other. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, we were talking, we were talking this week with someone and, and the person was saying, I walked away from what could have been an amazing relationship because I didn't believe that they could love me if they really knew who I was. Anybody know what that's like? This idea that if you really saw what was behind the curtain, you would hate me. God sees behind the curtain and he's in love with you. He, has, he is for you. He's not against you. And, but our evil behavior, you know, you've got to wrestle with like the fact that the enemy says this, if you tell a lie, you are a, right? If you steal, you are a thief, right? So 
the enemy says, if you do this, therefore you are this. God says, I made you this way, therefore I am right. <laughs> listen, even if, and listen, I, I've, I've told this before, I was a pathological liar before I got saved. And, and listen, I still was not a liar, I was a son of God. I was made in God's image and he was calling me home. Listen, I was his child, we're told, before I even got saved. Before I set, received his love for me, I was still his child. But now he, Jesus, has, God has reconciled you by Christ's physical body. It wasn't theoretical, it wasn't magical, it was actual. He took that pain on the cross. He took our shame. He took our sin on the cross through death to present you holy. And again, I said this before, holy doesn't speak primarily or initially to behavior. Holy speaks to a different nature. See, holiness is rooted in the place where God is who is holy. It means other. And so when we are seated with him in heavenly places, we have his nature on the inside. Therefore, we have been made holy. Come on. I am a little bit passionate about this. <laughs> so I've, I've been um, kind of thinking about this example this whole week. So it's like we were a bicycle. Imagine that you were a bicycle with a certain capabilities, right? How fast, uh, those who ride bikes, how fast can a bike go if you like pedal really, really hard? 20, 20 miles uh, 20 an 20 hour. miles an hour. And imagine that what happened on the cross your nature, the bicycle, went bye-bye, and you were given an, a Mazda 5, right? That's what I drive, right? Do I have a Mazda 5? Yep. I have a Mazda 5. <laughs> <laughs> and it can go, um, yeah, it possibly could go 100 miles an hour. I usually don't go that fast, but it could. <laughs> it could go 120 miles per hour, right? But <laughs> artistry, artistry. It's like a minivan that looks like um, the minivan with a dented side that I had for a while. <laughs> Truth. Um, yeah. So I feel like a lot of us believe that we are still bicycles who are required to be Mazda Five. And can you fix up that bicycle to go as fast as Mazda 5? It would be really cool. For a minute, if, if I was choosing to go 20 miles in my Mazda 5, you could bike bicycle as fast as me. If I was going down a hill. Down a hill, and you were working really, really, really hard. But that's what religion does. I feel like it's a lot of people riding bicycles trying to pretend they're Mazda 5. Right? And they're, they're cycling really, really fast. And they're really, really tired and really, really ticked off. Because here I am cruising in my Mazda 5. I'm barely pressing the pedal. <laughs> <laughs> right? And it's, and it's working, right? Healing by text, right? <laughs> Someone else prayed for two weeks and fasted and nothing happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like so not Ooh. fair to compare this to this. 
But so not fair. And to her point about the bicycle <laughs> is you can get that speed when you're going down the hill, everything's working right. What you start to realize is you're so wiped out afterwards, you need time to recover. So you start to prioritize the outer world, what making it look good. Oh, yes, I'm doing great. <laughs> and behind open, closed doors, what are you doing? Well, I, I probably need this to recover. I need a little me time. So... Self-care, yeah. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, but this thing goes fast, Easily. right? Easy. So a lot of the things that Paul says for us to do, right, out of this Mazda 5, it's just the manual that comes out naturally, right? It's just, okay, press the button, push the pedal, right? He is describing the living that comes naturally to this vehicle. Well, and, and this is the thing that makes the Sermon on the Mount and the preaching of Jesus so annoying. Because he's doing two things simultaneously. On one side, he's saying to those who've been trying to be right and make it all work by keeping the law, he's like, guys, you haven't gone far like enough. Like, you will kill yourself, right? Like, chasing <laughs> this Mazda. Yeah, they're trying. They're working only on the outside. He said, "Oh, by the way, you got to do the inside they too." You got to do the inside <laughs> too. What? You have to have a motor. Oh my gosh, where am I going to get a motor on the bicycle, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, or like, <laughs> you know, like, listen, I'm proud of myself. I didn't kill that guy, and now you say I have to love him love too. Him. Oh, that's too much. But then he, Jesus is also showing us what is the automatic, effortless result of the gospel of Come God on. living in you. What Come comes on. out. So if you still believe that you are a bicycle, you can try to push this, you know? You can sit in it for the rest of your life and never experience what's been given to you. Come on. Right? It's all by our faith. We talked about it. It's what we believe is what manifests, right? If we're believing that we're half bicycle, half Mazda 5, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's going to be a very unbalanced situation, right? If you still believe that you are called a saint, but it's like you really know what's going on, right? So you are half saint, half sinner. Mm -hmm. You're this kind of a half and half situation. Well, well, it's actually worse because you know what you'll do is you'll treat your Mazda 5 like a bicycle. Watch what happens. I can go 20, 30 miles an hour if I'm rolling downhill. And then anybody here had to push a car up a hill? What does it do? It rolls over you. <laughs> and that's what happens is a lot of times people are like, I was happier before I knew Jesus. Because back then I didn't have any, I lowered expectations. And now I feel like I'm supposed to be a car. And it's like the Flintstone mobile. It doesn't work. And that's the thing. He says, without blemish, free from accusation. We said this before, the devil, if he can get you to look for what you are, to go somewhere else to find what you already have, you'll never find what you already have. He has freed you from blemish, freed you from accusation. Anybody here had the courtroom of your mind? You know what I'm talking about? The justify yourself? You're like, well, there's a good reason. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's a sign that you and I are under accusation. Now, who is the accuser? The enemy. 
the enemy, the, the enemy. devil. But he said we've been set free from accusation. But, he, but anybody still play with it every now and then for fun? But when we feel accused, what do we do? We hide. We defend ourselves. We push away. We do an Adam and Eve in the garden. We try to cover our nakedness. We hide from God. When who is the one in whom we have been made holy? God. Who is the one who has made us free of all blemish? Who is the one who cleans us? Him. So therefore, where should we be? With him. But if we believe accusation, guess what? We run away from the very person we are meant to be with. All right, who will heal all things. If you, but it's, this is only, all of this free from accusation is only if you do what? You continue in your faith, trusting, trusting that what he says about me is the truth. Trusting that in, in your faith, established and firm. Guys, this is so important. This is why there are no levels. This is why. Anybody here, you were believing in God for a while. You were trusting. You were loving the gospel. Everything is wonderful. And then all of a sudden, it wasn't working anymore. Twelve of us? Three of us? I'll wait. No, okay. So, and what do you feel tempted in that season to do? Look somewhere else, right? Well, apparently that was good for level one. But for level two, here's 24 books to read. Anybody? Anybody got the library, the Time Life Library of Spiritual Development? We do. <laughs> we do. I've done it two or three times. I actually have left the library in Russia. No, anyway. You, just don't, you don't even, like, yeah. In stupidity, you can't compete. I'm sorry. I win. Um, free, if you do not move from the hope held out in the gospel, this is the gospel that you have heard that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. See, now this is where we get fun. You guys ready? Now I rejoice in what I am suffering. Any, anytime you read words and they make no sense, read, let me read that again. It's really important that you grasp that you don't have an idea, a clue. Because if we don't recognize we don't have a clue, we'll never get a clue. Does that make sense? Anybody known somebody who was dumb but didn't realize it? I love John Cleese said something. The problem with the utterly stupid is they have, don't have the intellectual capacity to realize how dumb they are. <laughs> and the reality is if you and I don't admit we don't understand, we can't get understanding. So let me read that again. I rejoice in what I'm suffering. I've got really good news. When you and I come across a phrase that makes no sense, that's actually a gateway to a new understanding. It's a gateway to revelation. That's a gateway to something I have never experienced before. Now, so, for a long time, I read that as a masochism. You know, like, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Who are my people? You've helped God by creating <laughs> suffering in your life. Anyone? Anybody here, you sinned, and then you're like, Jesus, it's okay. You don't need to take this one. I'll take this one. <laughs> Anybody? Who's my pe people who beat yourself? Come on. There we go. That's my people. No, I mean, this masochism for Lord, I rejoice in my suffering. <laughs> I'm fairly confident why God's always shown his bald, because he just rips his hair out dealing with me sometimes. Anyway, this is the gospel that you have heard. All right, so... I rejoice in what I am suffering for you. And I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regard to Christ's afflictions. Why? 
for the sake of his body, which is the church. Who, who here, you, were, you have taken a vacation from relationships with real people at times? You're like, I'm done. I am never letting anybody in ever again. I'm not going to care about anybody. Never. Never. And then I realized the only person left is me to blame. I need relationships so I have somebody else to blame. Anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> wow, that was a little too real. <laughs> because when it's only you, you only get you to blame <laughs> for the mess you're anyway. Hmm. <laughs> stop it, uh, stop. stop it. <laughs> Pulling up. <laughs> Listen. But anybody found that when you begin to make yourself vulnerable in relationships, the worst thing is you can't control the people you're in relationship with. Some of you are like, oh no, I still can. We'll wait, we'll wait, we'll wait, we'll wait. Yeah, I always can tell a woman who's getting married to a guy she thinks she can control. <laughs> what is that? I love this thing I saw. It was like, ladies, if he's not wearing a diaper, you can't change him. Yeah, no, but the thing is, is that when you and I begin to partner with God to love people, anybody had um, a, you, you, who are my prophetic people? You see the golden people. You see how awesome they are. And then they have the nerve to be different. What is wrong with these people? Oh my gosh. Well, obviously I need to help them. And I, I'm going to make up what's lacking in their sufferings. But no, but the thing is, is that there is a pain that we suffer when we believe for people and they do not. Anybody believe for the good of somebody and they didn't believe at all and refuse to believe? <laughs> that is the pain and the suffering that is lacking, that we are invited to share in with Jesus. It is this thing where at the very beginning, God placed Adam and Eve in a garden, and he said, be fruitful and multiply, that the whole garden might cover the whole earth. In other words, he put them in a place where there was stuff that didn't look like the garden, and there was the garden. And the goal was that over time, it would press out and take over the whole earth. You and I have had the gospel planted in our hearts like a garden, that it would take over our lives, take over our relationships, and was we allow God to push, that creates pressure. See, this word suffering is rooted to the word pressure. Anybody here badly responded to pressure in your life and created pain as a result? <laughs> Some people are like so triggered they can't see straight. No, the thing about it is, is when anybody here, when you said yes to the gospel, it actually created problems in your life. What happens is when you and I say yes to the gospel, the garden begins to press up against everything in our lives that doesn't look like him. Everything that doesn't carry his goodness and his nature and his love. And so suddenly things that used to be okay aren't okay anymore. I shared, you know, I'd been, you know, saved for three months and suddenly I real, had this deep revelation that I'm a complete pathological liar. You thought I would have figured that out a lot sooner. But, but, and in that moment, I just said, God, what do I do? And I was so uncomfortable. Repentance is uncomfortable, isn't it? Ah, he said, just share it with your friends that you don't want to be this way anymore. I was like, so I stood up and I said, hey guys, I'm a liar. Pray for me. Instantly, totally delivered. 
See, the thing is, is it's really uncomfortable when the garden presses up against it. I, but you know what I could have done is in my secret, I could have started to keep track of all my lies and then repent for them, do something, try to clean myself up by my own effort. And I would have increased the amount of shame. I would have created pain where there was only pressure. I love what Paul says in Romans uh, chapter 8, verse 16. He says this. He says, the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs. In other words, we have full access to the full wealth of God, uh, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we're part of the family, if we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. But listen, I don't consider, I consider that our present sufferings are not worthy to be compared with the glory that's being revealed in us. Anybody here built an altar to your suffering? Just meditate. Do you know what I'm talking about? Anybody here, you, you glorified your suffering? Oh, like you recited it? Anybody here, you actually, uh, you tried to create a fan club around your suffering? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Wow, this is awkward. Man, the, the level of discomfort is reached. We're pressing in. The garden is pressing in. <laughs> the thing is, is that he says, listen, it's not worthy to be compared with the glory. The glory. That is the nature, the visible uh, outflowing of God's nature out of us to transform everything that it touches. That's right. So out of this nature, when we encounter pressure, the glory comes out, right? The joy comes out. All the good stuff starts coming well, out. And, and oftentimes it only comes out when we reject what was coming out. Come on. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody come to the end of your love this morning? No. Do you know what I'm talking about? You're like, I can't love them anymore. God goes, awesome. You know, like you seem happy. Yeah. Would you like my love versus this cheap knockoff that love that you have? In that moment, when I come to the end of my ability, my bicycleness, I suddenly realize it ain't working so I can receive his power, his life, his emotions to flow through me. Or I can keep trying to do it on my own with diminishing success. Mm, let's jump in. Let's keep going. He said, I have, oh yeah, also, who here, who here, you decided, you, you took a vacation from church because it hurt? Oh, just moving on. get any hands on that one? No, no, be, there, those people aren't here. Come on. Hey, there you go. <laughs> thank you, thank you. This is the place for the brave. <laughs> awesome. I, I say this every week, if you guys could see what I see, you would be so encouraged. Because I trigger you all, and, and the, the worse it is, the more everybody just goes. And they're like, he's talking about me. It's only me. No, it's not only It's, you. <laughs> it's all of us together. He said, all right, I have become the servant of this gospel to the, by the commission of God. God gave me to present to you the word, the teaching, the wisdom, the understanding of how. So this word, word, is like the structure, the way all of life works. Who here has been trying to figure out how life works? 
every child does that. You know, you found that if they learn a little rule and you're like, oh, oh, that's how we do it, right? We're always trying to figure out. He's like, I have the word. I have the structure whereby this is how life works. The word of God in its fullness. What does fullness mean? All. All. Guys, one of the things to pay attention in Colossians 1 and 2 is how often he uses all, every, everyone, fullness. Like it's annoying, but he's serious. He's serious. It's either all or nothing. You got to settle that for yourself. The, in, the word of God, this, the word of God in its fullness. In other words, you don't have to go anywhere else. There are no more levels. The mystery. <gasps> Who likes a good mystery? <laughs> Okay, who here are the curiosity killed the cat people like me? Oh, yeah. oh my gosh, who falls down like rabbit holes on the internet because you're just like, oh, I didn't know that. Ooh. You like the clickbait dream, right? You know, you're like, ah. you know, no. <laughs> I, I, man, most of the stupid things I've done in my life were not out of orneriness, they were out of stupid curiosity, right? Like God's like, I wouldn't, I, okay then, the mystery and, and the ancient world was obsessed with the mysteries because they're like, you know, they're tricks and levels and the mystery that has been kept hidden for the, oh, this is going to be a good one. I'll be Indiana Jones. And like un- the Da Vinci Code The, the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> if nobody else knows it, then it must be true. <laughs> I was told this once uh, years ago and it ticked me off so bad. If you're reading the scriptures and you come to an understanding that nobody else has ever had, you're wrong. <laughs> and I was like, that's not true. I've, I've had several innovations. <laughs> and I was like, I, I think they put it, you're probably wrong because they were being nice. But no, I want to just submit to you, God's not playing hide, hard to get. He has been revealing himself so that he may be seen, that he may be known. The mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to God's people, the Lord's people, to them, the Lord's people. God has chosen, he did the work to make known. Listen, if he has made known, do we have to climb into it? Do we have to like, you know what I mean? Do you understand? It's not like, right? He's made it known. He's put it out there among the Gentiles. The, in other words, people who didn't even want it, the glorious, glory, remember glory, the glorious riches of this mystery, which is, it's up there, Christ in you, the hope of glory. I remember the first time I read that, I was so disappointed. I'm being real. Anybody, you're looking for the little orphan Annie decoder ring? You're looking for the little tricks that make every, they sort everything out? And I'll be honest, I was like, I already got that, and it ain't working. So I want to submit that maybe you didn't. Right? Well, I'd forgotten. Maybe not the, because... Well, no, I had forgotten. At this point, I had forgotten. And this is one of the things I realized. One of the reasons why we hammer home the gospel is so that we forget less and remember more quickly, right? You know, if I'm acting like, if I'm pushing my car down the road and God goes, don't you want to drive? Wouldn't you like my power flowing through? I'm like, oh, 
oh, like every once in a while, the great thing about, you know, helping to, to lead a church is, is that sometimes people come to you and you go, Obi-Wan, you're my only hope. Anybody had that? Who are my Obi-Wan people? You know what I'm talking about? You're like, you love that people need you. I, I, I like that. I like that. I'll own that. And, oh, yes, I am. And suddenly, after a while, though, it becomes crushing. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm like, ah, ah, ah. And God goes, or you could take my yoke upon you, which is light. No? No? Right? And in that moment, when I remember, I realize because the life I'm living doesn't look like the, the, the car. My life looks like pain, pain and suffering. Anybody guys remember the Princess Bride? Life is pain, your highness. Anybody who tells you different is selling something. Right? There's this thing that when you're living and everything is crushing, everything is weight, you're not experiencing love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, the fruit of the Spirit flowing out of you, perhaps. You're cycling. Anybody want to get out of those cycles? <laughs> what if instead you can just say, God, I did it again. <laughs> I forgot. Put the pedal down. The mystery, Christ in you, the hope of glory. God, the God of the universe on the inside. If the God of the universe is on the inside, where will you go to find what you need? Yeah. And if you feel like he's out there, what do you have to do? Remember, he's right here. Remember, listen, who here, you, you are like convinced that you, this is one of the things that drives our prophetic team nuts, is people who are like, I, I can't hear God, hear God for me. Okay, thank you. The goal of our prophetic teams is to teach you to hear God for yourself. Yeah, it's not to be, that's psychics not psychics. It's to do, teach you to hear God for yourself so that you can have a relationship with God. You can walk it out. Listen, there, the mystery has been revealed. So therefore it ain't a mystery anymore. And you're only running your race. He is the one. Christ is the one we proclaim. We don't proclaim methods and levels. We don't, you know, just, he is the one we proclaim. Admonishing, warning, like don't do it. And teaching everyone with what? All wisdom. How much wisdom? All of it. James puts it in another way. If you lack wisdom, don't Google it. <laughs> ask. Why can you ask? Because you have it. You have he who is wisdom on the inside. Papa, listen. Who, who here, when you're about to make a decision, you run around and ask everybody's advice and then do something to entirely different? but then you blame them for what happens. <laughs> no, but the thing is, is you have him who is wisdom. Anybody here, you are an advice giver? I mean, that's my secret superpower. Anybody here destroyed relationships by telling other people what they should do? What if you and I instead pointed people back to Jesus? He knows what they're dealing with. He knows what their issue is. They knows what needs to change in their heart so they can step into what he has. In the, in the words of the prophet, worry about yourself. <laughs> he is the one we proclaim. We present you full. What, the goal is that we may be presented what? Fully mature. Who here has figured out you still are not quite up to adulting? <laughs> no. So that one revelation, right? That Christ in me, the hope of glory, is enough, right? For me to become fully mature. This is it right? I'm, stop I'm just 
you know, I'm constantly like, wow, well, after a while, it's going to get boring, right? Just one, one thing <laughs> over and over, right? You think, well, maybe we can go like learn about this or learn about that. And he's saying, no, stay in this. Stay Christ in you, the hope of glory, and you're going to be okay. Like explore that. What does it mean when you go into graduate school, Jasmine? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Come on. <laughs> Like, what does it mean with a toddler? What does it mean with a teenager? What does it mean? What does it mean when you lose your job? Yeah. What does it mean when you're faced with sickness? What does it mean in each of these areas as the garden is expanding and pressing up against relationships, pressing up against issues? What does it look like? What we get to unpack this. But the other part too is, I, we were talking, Scott and I, a few weeks ago, we were, we were uh, on the phone and we started just repenting. <laughs> Like repenting from self-work, self-effort. Like, oh, we're just repenting, repenting. And I was, I, I, I said this, I think last week, I, I was, suddenly it was, it was so sweet. It was so sweet. It meant so sweet. I was just repenting for this, that, and the other thing, every stupid thing. And, and all of a sudden I was like, I'm going to run out of things to repent for. And God goes, don't worry. <laughs> You've got your back. <laughs> No, that's the reality is we start, to we start to unpack the goodness of the gospel into more and more areas in our lives and into the world around us. It just gets more and more fun. And the test, yes, and the testimonies we're hearing from you all, those who are starting to believe this, this message that you are a new creation, that everything is made new, that Christ is actually living in you and through you, things are starting falling off. Things, cycles that you've been living in for 20, 30, 40 years are just falling Come off. Self-harm is going, addiction is yep. going. Just all of this stuff effortlessly falling off once you start stepping into this reality that Christ is living in you and through you. That he's never been your enemy, that he's always for you, and he is always pouring out his love on you and through you, if we'll let him, <laughs> right? That is it. He said, that's why he said, to this end, this end to this, this end. end this is it <laughs> welcome to the end this is why they call this the last days no seriously the last days started 2000 years ago because he's like this is it <laughs> this is it anybody here you like get to the end of the movie and you're waiting for more this is the more this is the more it's a marvel movie that's exactly it jesus comes shooting out anyway <laughs> She knows my weaknesses. She distracts me. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> to this end, I strenuously contend with what? All. How much? All. The energy Christ so powerfully works in me. Listen, it's really easy to know if you're working his energy or your energy. What do you think is the difference? <laughs> you seem to know what I'm talking about. Our energy... You ever, you guys remember the Energizer bunny ass? You know? Right? We're that monkey. His power knows no end. Listen, if our love ran out, it was just our love. If our joy ran out, it was just our joy. If it runs out, it ain't him. But the good news is that's not a cause for shame. It's a reason is to flip the batteries. Switch your power source. Papa, I can't, but I got to tell you, God empowers you to do what he will do. He doesn't empower you. Yes. He doesn't empower you to do what you do. Anybody found that God's will is a little different than your will? 
Who here has found God to be silent and the main reason was because he didn't want to talk about what you wanted to talk about? <laughs> so God, I'm here again today to talk about Harold. How are you going to change Harold? Change him. Change him. <laughs> oh, okay, that was awkward. All right. See, this is another, this is this example. I don't have a, a cord we'd plug it in. But this is, if I plug this like this, will it work? Why will it not work? There's, believe it or not, there's actually electricity in this wire. Minute amounts. Maybe, maybe it would cause something to flicker just a little bit because it's residual. A lot of times, our energy is just residual energy. But when you plug it into the wall, what happens? Light. Light shines. And that's the thing is if it's not working, don't throw it out. Don't throw away your life. Plug it in. Plug it in. It's that simple. Oh. All right, we're wrapping up. We're landing this plane. With all the power, all the energy, Christ so powerfully works in me. So I have exciting news for you today. You guys ready? You, you don't look thrilled. People are like, the last bits of news were not helpful. <laughs> Here's the exciting news. There is an area in your life that is not working. That's not a prophetic word. That's just facts. There's an area of your life where you don't have what you need. There's an area of your life where you lack love, you lack hope, you lack faith, you lack courage, you lack whatever you lack. There's an area you have. That is the area God wants to expand the kingdom into today. That is the area that he wants to invade with his life and love. But you and I first have to admit it ain't working. I think I can still make it work. No, you can't. And bring it to him and say, Papa, I lay down my understanding. I lay down my agenda. I lay down my idea of how it's going to work. I lay down the fact of how I'm going to protect myself, how I'm going to manage what other people think of me. I embrace that I can't. And I give it to you. And that becomes the empty cup that he fills with himself. If we could have the worship team come up. Papa, I, let's stand. Papa, I just ask you right now to give us the courage because these are the places that scare us the most. Give us the courage to give, to lay before you our agenda, our ideas, our control, our efforts, our idea of what it's going to look like and say, Papa, I can't. I need you. I give you this addiction. I give you this relationship. I give you my job. I give you my joblessness. I give you my a bank account. I give you whatever it is. I lay it before you. I give you my child. And I say, Papa, what do you want to do? Have your way in your name. Amen.